We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. <laughs> girls, I just got my weekly shipment of imperfect produce, and let me tell you. Ooh, spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. <laughs> That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another super-duper episode of Yash Jesus! I'm Daniel Francesi, and as always, I'm here with... Azariah Southworth. And here on Yash Jesus, we believe more than ever that a vote is a prayer. And God loves all their little Democrats and Republicans and Libertarians and Socialists and Greens, Yellow, Black and White, and they are precious in his fight! Yes, Jesus. <laughs> that was all one breath, honey. <laughs> That's very good. Very Beyonce of you. Come on in, everybody. Grab a seat in the and chill out as we get into our praise report and prayer request. Azzy, I have our prayer request. This comes from Vanella Nelson. Uh, he does listen to the podcast and he truly loves it. He's also a fan to Danny Franzese and loves the comedy work he does. So he's obviously really intelligent as well. Uh, both of you guys <laughs> are definitely fantastic together, meaning opening up on topics about being gay and Christian. He personally became a Christian in his early teens when he lived in Texas. His prayer request would be to try to get my original job back due to current financial issues. Thank you, too, with love, Vanellen. Uh, you know, it's hard. It's been really hard on a lot of people right now uh, this year, 2020. I don't even think we should count our age this year, Azariah. I think we get to just stay the same age. <laughs> we haven't got to do anything this year. And jobs have been so difficult. I know my whole world is turned upside down, everything canceled. So I understand what you're saying here. We will pray for you for sure, Van Ellen. You know, you have to have faith in some of these uh, times right now and, and pray for patience due to people who are looking for you to pay those bills, you know? I'm sure like if you can call a lot of those places, you can get a lot of those places to sort of just chill. Uh, But you know, it's never, nothing is too small that you can't um, look up to God and ask to God for some guidance and help. So we're going to include you in our prayer and, and hope that this turns around for you. And I can't wait uh, for you to be a future praise report. Amen. We will be praying for you and that God will provide a job for you. So I have the praise request or praise report. See, now I'm tongue-tied this time, Danny. I have the praise report this time. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. A or a tambourine. A tambourine. No, a tambourine. I need a tambourine. Okay. All right, I can't do that with my mouth. <laughs> I am finally coming home, a, Danny. Wait, can we please end it with a slide whistle? If we're going to make sound requests. Ah, oh, thank you. So the praise report is, I am finally coming home. No more of these Zoom call recordings. 
So I am looking forward to being back in Los Angeles and um, had a good time with family. So um, I'm looking forward to coming back. That's my praise report. Yay! I'll praise the Lord about that. I can use some as yeah. in life, not just for this, but for <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> That's right. Or no, no, we still have to finish Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yes, indeed. Not just for, <laughs> not just, um, not just for God, but for video games. Um, that sounds a lot of fun. I can't wait to play video games with you again, but I also can't wait to get to our scripture of the day. But we are going to uh, take a little break from our sponsor. I'll be right back with our favorite part of the show. Listen up, Yas Jesuits. If you follow <laughs> us on Insta, you know that we are obsessed with CBD caring products. Obsessed. They are women-owned Vegas company started by a mother who's just trying to help her daughter heal. They started in their kitchen, but now they're here with a full operation in Las Vegas, making these incredible projects that all started from a mother's love. And you know they love the LGBTQIA plus community Mm -hmm. because they won the best float in the Vegas Pride Parade. Yes, they did. (laughs) Their products are of the highest standard. Awesome quality CBD with no THC. No THC. That's important because... You're not going to get high, but you're going to get all the benefits. Yeah, their products are made from the highest quality natural ingredients. Never tested on animals, except for their pet products, which are quality controlled and approved by the founders, doggies, Nacho and Cerveza. <laughs> this is not your normal pet product. <laughs> they carry products from pain relief to skincare. I'm a huge fan of their comfort cream for sore muscles and joints. As a matter of fact, my shoulder's kind of hurting from the gym, Azzy. You might give me a little rub oh, with yeah, that you comfort cream. Oh, yeah, you get over cream. here. Get over oh, here. That feels so comforting and creamy. And let me tell you, they also have a CBD infused lubricant called knob polish or well other stuff you want to try that one out uh duh all right let's go do that and while we do that you should check out their website at cbdcaring.com or follow them at cbdcaring you won't regret it make sure to use the promo code yasjesus25 for 25 percent off your first order azzy we're back and you know what time it is it's my favorite! The scripture of the day. Eight, eight, eight. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. It's soul food. All right. We did it. We figured out how to remotely make that work with a, with a gap in time. <laughs> As he read it for us, it comes from 2 Samuel 23, 3 to 4. The God of Israel has spoken. The rock of Israel has said to me, one who rules over people justly, ruling in the fear of God, is like the light of morning, like the sun rising on a cloudless morning, gleaming from the rain on the grassy land. Honey, do we need a leader like that today? Was there anything about gun control in there? I don't know. I didn't hear. I didn't read it. I didn't see anything. (laughs) Um, I definitely think that this is a very important time when we need to really, really think about who is supporting our best interests, both as LGBTQIA plus people and as Christians. Yeah. And really, you know, when I look for a leader, and today we're talking about politics, you know, that icky thing that so many of us avoid talking about. But when I look for a good, solid political leader, like this scripture says, I'm looking for the one that is watching out for the marginalized. But Danny, we're recording this in the midst of an election year um, that's been incredibly brutal. So on one hand, this conversation is, you know, even more fraught 
And you may know the candidates you're supporting, and you could get angry that we're even having this conversation. But on the other hand, this is essential, not just for this moment we're recording, but if you're listening in a future year outside of this rough election cycle that we're going through right now, um, we're not going to endorse anyone. So hang tight. Don't get your panties in a bundle. Um, And we aren't going to tell you how to vote in this election or any future election. We just want to talk about our values and how to live those out in our civic and political world. Yeah, I think it's important that we stay evergreen here because this message needs to live beyond this current election cycle. We needed this message before this election cycle. So, you know, it's always difficult to talk politics. It's hard no matter who you are, but it's even weirder when you're a queer Christian. Yeah. People use a lot of Bible verses to advocate for very different political positions. So it's easy to be confused about what the Bible says about political and civic engagement. Well, a lot of Bible passages are, and politics are about kings, because for most of our history, monarchs were the governing authority. It's harder to apply it to a day and age when we vote our elected leaders. In fact, in Romans 13, 1, it says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those authorities that exist have been instituted by God. That was written when Israel mm. was an occupation by you the know what? That was, You know what? That was written by Paul. And I have issues yeah. with Paul, okay? Because Paul used to be Saul. And Saul used to go around killing the Jews and the Christians. So when Paul writes, I take what he says with a grain of sand because Paul was a man. I know people like to put him on an idol and say, oh, his words are anointed by God. And this is, you know, the final word of God. But you know what? No. Paul wrote that letter. Paul wrote Romans. And there are leaders that are and have been in power who I will say to, to till my dying breath were not instituted by God. So I'm taking this one with a grain of salt, Paul. Well, you know, there's another strand of thought that Christians are concerned with the heavenly and not the earthly, which would include politics, which is why some people disengage from civic life partially or even totally. Yeah. In John chapter 15, verse 18 through 19, Jesus said, if the world hates you, be aware that it hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own because you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. That needs to be on a T-shirt. I love that. That is like the ultimate bookstore has it somewhere. Well, put it in ours, because I love it. Honestly, <laughs> like, if the world hates you, be aware it hated me first, okay? You're cool. If you belong to the world yeah. that would love you, I say that all the time. I wonder sometimes why, like, certain groups don't accept me or whatever, but then I'm not partisan to what these groups are doing. Like, a lot of the lifestyle right. that some of these people have and a lot of the things they do are not my style. So why would I want to be liked by the same people that like those people? Right. I, there used to be a... a, a quote that says, doing what's right is not always popular, and what is popular is not always right. Mm. So when you care for the marginalized, and when you are doing the right thing, it's not always going to be well-received. It's going to rub people the wrong way. It's going to rub the empire the wrong way. The problem with the the world is going to hate you. It's going to reject you when you're doing the right thing, because it's not always the popular thing to do. It's not going with the mainstream. In, you know, in America, we live in a democracy and we choose our leaders, but our government leaders are always are passing laws. They're either protecting us or hurting us, protecting or hurting those who are most marginalized. This means that we need, really need to exercise our say in who our leaders are and what laws that they're passing. We can't just let people pass stuff that marginalizes us. We have to pay attention. Absolutely. 
And as Christians, we are called to proclaim justice for the poor and the marginalized. Isaiah 61, 1 to 2, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to release the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. So Danny, when we are voting and we're getting involved in political campaigns, as Christians, we should be thinking of who the poor and marginalized are in our day and age. That was the sin of Sodom. That exactly, exactly. Go listen to our episode on Sodom and Gomorrah. Why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah is because they did not care for the poor. They did not care for the needy. So that also includes a lot of LGBTQ people. Not everyone is marginalized equally. Transgender people have faced violence and oppression like you and I as gay white men have not. Also immigrants, people of color, women, people with disabilities, poor people, elderly, children, any of them are LGBTQ and their intersectional identities might make them even extra marginalized. So how can we think about, so how we have to think about to vote and advocate for them. That's right. What are we up against, Ozzy? What do we got going on right now? Well, a lot's at stake for our LGBTQ community. So looking at it from, at, from the perspective of our community, we have 20 states that have banned conversion therapy for minors. Thank God. Uh, many, yes. So that's good, right? But and a reminder to people, if you're listening for the first time, both Azra and I and I are survivors of conversion therapy. We are, we are advocates against it. It's so important. It's so damaging uh, what it does to people. That's right. But there is, at the same time, as we are banning conversion therapy in these states through the uh, legislative side of things, there is also a court system that is being packed with judges who are ready to overturn these decisions on the judicial side. So it's really important for us as LGBTQ people to show up for each other in the voting booth Mm -hmm. and to make sure that we are voting for the people that align with our values that know that God made us and designed us just as we are and it's perfect and it's whole. But many states are allowing businesses to refuse businesses to LGBTQ people. So this is something else that we're, we're facing. And it's not just with the wedding industry. This includes doctors, pharmacists, funeral homes, private schools, and especially adoption agencies. So some people that might be listening right now, uh, they might have gone through adoption process. I have friends who have, um, or you might be considering the adoption process. You're going to, you're going to start running into snags and issues. And, and that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, so much of that for any of us. So much of that is all those antiquated laws, like uh, left around by that Anita Bryant orange juice Bathsheba. (laughs) You guys, do yourself a favor. If you need need a gay school moment, if I said Anita Bryant and you don't know who she is, just go to YouTube and watch the video of her getting a a pie in her face. Oh, put that on repeat, honey, because it's glorious. I watched it like two (laughs) days ago. It's like one of my favorite things that gives me like a little bit of peace. It was, <laughs> she got a fruit pie in her face. <laughs> but many states considered legislation that attacked transgender youth and those who love and support them. So this is something else that we're facing, Danny. They better watch them. They're going to get some pies in their faces. I'm ready. One version of the law banned transgender girls from competing in high school sports. So anyone could challenge their opponent's sex. So, Danny, if you were on my team, I could challenge your proclaimed sex 
And that would require for you to prove your sex by either a blood draw or by genital exam. How so this bad is, something is toxic else. masculinity that you can't have a girl play on a football team? Like, what is the big deal? There's plenty of They're just afraid they don't want to be beat by women. I think that's so half the is, problem. I would love to see sports go down. This is an unpopular opinion, you guys. Unpopular opinion, uh, opinion check. But I would love to see sports just completely be co-ed. Everything. Like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Like, I know, I know girl snowboarders that'll kick any snowboard guy's ass. It's like, what's, why is there different kinds of classes and stuff? All people are different weights, different sizes, different genetics. It should just be the best person. And I think that's why this is a good point to make right here, why it's important to know on the local level who you're voting on your school board, because those are the people that are going to make these decisions as well. So another proposed bill would convict doctors of a felony, Danny, a felony if they supported and offered transition care for teens. That is horrible. that's something that our transgender siblings are facing right now. How and another reason why we need move? to get in the voting booth. Some of Honey, these arguments not. are just so not Christian. I don't understand. I don't understand how on yeah. one, like all these, there's so much hypocrisy. How on one hand, somebody could be praying for all the starving kids in the world. And on the other hand, vote against adoption for gays. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. You're praying yeah. out of each side of your mouth. But it goes even a little bit farther. Some states have also reported supportive parents to the state's version of child protective services. So not just the doctors are getting convicted of felonies, but some states are allowing for the parents to be reported to child protective services because they're caring, because the parents are respecting their teenagers and, and believing that they are who they are and helping them to transition. Who are these social workers though? Who are these schools that train these social workers? Like, who are the families that raise the people that go to the schools? That, like, I don't, all of this, I don't understand. This ha- we need more of our people to be in these positions. If you're sitting at home and you're wondering, if you're, if you're like, my life needs purpose, I need to do something, look into this, become a social worker, run for office. This is a purpose. This is, this is, we are calling you. This is a purpose we need. We need more of us in there. And there meaning everywhere. Right. So this is where you need to be looking at who's running for the, I, I might butcher the name of the department, but health and human social services. So I'm probably butchering of what that department is actually formally called, but put it in Google. Google will correct me. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to be looking who's running for that position and know where they stand on these issues. Go to the meetings, show up at the meetings, ask these questions. Do you support doctors being convicted of felonies if they offer transition care for transgender teens. You know, a lot of the people who understand the value of these kind of rights and these kind of um, changes are people who love somebody who's transgender to love somebody who's LGBTQ. It's very Mm -hmm. difficult for somebody to even get this on their radar who isn't. So conversation can be just as powerful and important in discussing and discussing these things with people. Some people don't even know these are issues. It's like when we were talking about our affirming church episode and, you know, I was talking to that one church and they were like, I was like, are you LGBTQ affirming? And they're like, well, I don't know about policy, but, but pastor Jim loves everyone. Like some people think that that's an appropriate answer, that that's enough. They think that they're being loving. They think that they're accepting. They think they're going to an affirming church when they wouldn't maybe let their kids enroll in uh, a gay couple's kids enroll in the school 
or have them be able to rise up in, um, in roles of leadership in the church. So it's the same thing here in law. Like some people don't even know that this is an issue or that these are bad things. And we have to educate. That's right. So some of the other issues happening within the LGBTQ community this past summer, we saw the Supreme Court rule in favor of some employment protections for LGBTQ people. And that was a surprise for many of us, given that there was a new uh, Supreme Court appointed judge, and we didn't know which way he was going to go. But now that we have lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, who was a fierce advocate for women and for LGBTQ people, we are even more nervous for what is at stake for the future of LGBTQ people for our community. Uh, yeah, it, losing her has been a great loss for us. May her memory be a blessing, truly. Now, federally, there is a bill called the Equality Act. It will provide protections on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity in employment, housing, credit, and more. Now, the bill's in Congress. It passed the House in 2019, but it hasn't moved in the Senate at all. What's a queer Christian to do? Some of the things that we can do, Danny, are we can support the organizations that are out there on the front line fighting for us. So one great organization is called Faithful America. They are on the forefront fighting for queer Christian rights uh, and and visibility. And there's also a great organization called Soul Force, founded by Mel White. And then, of course, there's GLAAD that is on the forefront doing the hard work that's that we need them to do. So those are three great organizations that I can think of just off the top of my head. That we right today, actionable, you could follow and retweet something from their page. Getting the message out sometimes is one of the most important things we can do. It's one of the easiest ways that we can help, and it has great impact. We're not going to tell you who to vote for, but we're going to tell you that you should vote. So in the United States, it's pretty challenging to vote. In other countries, they make it mandatory. But in the U.S., it's not mandatory, and you have to be registered and follow the different laws in the different states. So you need to make sure that you're registered to vote before it's too late because there is a deadline in some states. Uh, And Headcount is a nonpartisan voter registration organization, and you can check your voter registration right now. All right. You're listening to this podcast. I don't know if you're driving. If you're driving, don't do this right now. But if you have someone sitting next to you, hand them your phone and text 40649 and text the word pride to that number. I'm going to repeat that. You need to text the word pride to 40649 to check and see if you're registered to vote. Make sure because in Georgia, in the state of Georgia, they are purging voter registration. More than 200, 300, some thousand people were purged. And that's how the current governor of Georgia won. So there are dirty tactics that are going on behind the scenes that you may not be aware of. So double check your registration by texting PRIDE to 40649. I remember um, in in Obama's first term, I was canvassing for Obama in Nevada, which was a swing state. And Mm -hmm. while we were there, there were a lot of people who thought they were voting already because they were coming out of social services or they work on their EBT and stuff like that. And they were like, would you like Mm -hmm. to vote for Obama? Sign this paper. And you did. (laughs) There were people tricking Mm. people into thinking they were already voting. There's all kinds of tactics out there, but all kinds of groups um, on low levels to high levels. Let me tell you of one other thing that you need to be mindful of. You have to be really mindful this election year because I have a friend who lives in Australia. She's a United States citizen 
I grew up going to church with her, but she's moving back and she did an absentee ballot. And when she received the envelope to mail her absentee ballot in, it was addressed to the wrong county. So you need to make sure that you're looking over all the details. Okay, this is what I voted for. Now, where is this being sent? Is it being sent to the right place? Because there are dirty tricks going on that we may not even be aware of. So just it's make sure. It's enough to not want to vote, but that's why we're here to tell yeah. you you can't choose that as an option. That is not no, an, it's not option, an option here. No, no, ma'am, not this year, not this election cycle, not ever, honey. No, ma'am, no ham, no turkey, no spam. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So do your homework. Know what candidates line up with your values. Look at what they have done in the past. Look at what they're saying they're going to do and look to see if they have grown or even evolved on any issues from a place of non-affirmation to affirmation. Have conversations. Tell others what issues are so important to you in this election cycle. Maybe it's LGBTQ protections, but it can be the environment, poverty, racial justice, or anything else. You know what motivates you, so you can talk about it to motivate others. Use scripture to support your position. Let folks know you're a Christian who care about these issues. And if you really want to make an impact in the community, volunteer, honey. Get out there and volunteer for the candidate or the campaign that you want to support. That makes a huge impact. But there are way more places that you can volunteer than just for a candidate or for a campaign. So try an advocacy nonprofit such as the Human Rights Campaign, the ACLU, or even GLAAD. Or try a faith-based nonprofit such as Faith in Public, Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Services, Sojourners. These are all great organizations. Volunteer to make the world a better place, even if you don't win the election. Losing an election doesn't mean you give any of your values up. You know, volunteering for a campaign can be so fun. I've worked for a few. It's really rewarding. You meet great people that go on to do awesome things that help change the world. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. everyone who's volunteering, that's not their main gig. They're all doing other things. So it's a great way to connect with really socially involved, awesome people with like values. That's right. So be ready to vote down the ballot. Everyone is talking about the presidential race, and that is important. However, all our lives are much more directly impacted by who's in our state legislators, by our mayors, our judges, and our sheriffs. So these races get a lot less attention, but they're just as important as federal races. Yeah, all those bills we talked about before, most of them were introduced at the state level. So if you want to ban conversion therapy like we do, it's your state leaders that do that. If you want to make sure transgender youth are protected, that's your state laws. Your faith can inform your vote and your engagement. And in fact, it should. So don't let anyone tell you that you have to vote for a party or a candidate because you're a Christian or because you're a queer. But you should do your research. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Figure out what you really believe and then find out who is supporting that or who could be supporting that. We want you to be a wise Christian queer voter. It's not easy to be all of those things at the same time in our crazy world. But that's what being wise as serpents and innocent as doves is all about. So we got our tithe, love offering, charity, act of good for you this week. You need to make a donation to the candidate that you believe will benefit our country or to an organization that is promoting good civic engagement. And it doesn't have to be money. Go out and volunteer, honey, because that is often 
worth a lot more than money and goes farther than money. Wow. I learned a few things. How about you, Azzy? Now you seem pretty important. You're ready to go. You're, you're a voting warrior. Honey, honey, I'm registered. I'm voting. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready to pray, Azzy? I'm ready to pray. And we've, and this week it's, it's a solemn week because we have lost a fierce advocate. Um, and that was our justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, so we want to say a prayer in memory for her. God, we thank you for the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the bright light that she shined in this world and for the justice and the balance that she brought. And we pray that you will do the work that needs to be done to cement her legacy and to continue to bring balance and justice as she did. She was a prime example, God, that you provided to us of someone who knows how to reach across the aisle, who knows how to keep things civil, and who knows how to do the work well and do it right. So thank you for giving her to us and allowing us to experience her in our lifetime. Yes, God, may her memory be a blessing. And we, oh Lord, we also come to you and ask that you light a fire under the queer Christian voters that are listening to this right now. You light a fire of conversation, a fire of research and thought, and a fire Mm -hmm. of, of, of determination to make sure that their voice is heard in this election and every other election to come. We ask that you pray that they become informed, if not already. We pray that they can find people that they can share that information with. And we'd also like to lift them up, Lord, and just pray that they can make decisions despite upbringing and despite other things to make sure that this vote is a vote for the world and not just for themselves. Lord, we'd like to lift up Van Ellen, who um, has asked that he could please find some employment or get his old job back in this current issue in this current time. And we'd like to lift up all of our listeners right now who may be having issues right now, financially mm-hmm. or professionally, mm-hmm. or God forbid, even health wise. There's a lot of people out there that are in need right now. This is a very odd year and we have a very strong faith and we are here just praying for you to guide us through the rest of this year. And Lord, we want to thank you that we're getting Azzy back. We're excited to have Azariah back in Los Angeles so we can get together and continue to spread this amazing message that we have here on our show. We're so grateful for this opportunity once again, for you to bring us all together in your name, Lord, in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. Thank you all <laughs> so much for listening. We are so happy and excited to have you here. Um, with uh, Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, episode ideas, guest ideas, or even just a hey girl. We want to hear from you. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Polly. Yash Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bustillos, and Steve Michaels. Keep praising the Lord, y'all, till next time. Yeah.